On November 5th, 2001, the body of Private First Class Amanda Gonzalez was discovered in her third floor barracks room in Fliegerhorst Kasern in Germany. She was only 19 and four months pregnant at the time. It's been almost 20 years since her murder, and her case remains unsolved. Let's break down the details. Secrets of the Trees presents The Unsolved Murder of Private First Class Amanda Gonzalez. Private First Class Amanda Gonzalez was assigned to Headquarters Supply Company of the 127th Aviation Support Battalion as a cook in Germany. She had already been stationed in Germany for eight months at the time of her murder. She planned to return home Christmas 2001 to spend the holidays with her family and was due to give birth around that time. According to her cousin Stephanie Jackson, Amanda's parents were contacted by the army when Amanda failed to show up for work under the impression she was AWOL. However, Amanda's body was found by a fellow female soldier when she forced her way into Amanda's barracks room. The cause of death was ruled homicide by asphyxiation. I've read sporadic comments here and there that she was beaten prior to death, however, I was unable to verify this. In Stephanie's Facebook post, she states that the military will absolutely not release any information in regards to what suspects they may have or DNA retrieved. The family has had zero answers in almost 20 years. I have found little to no articles providing details aside the fact that she failed to report to duty as a cook and that she was asphyxiated. In fact, the details that her cousin provides were not made available by any official source except for a single article from KBTX, a media outlet, where they copied and pasted her post. That's it. The recent death of Vanessa Guillen has brought Amanda's case into the spotlight again, and her family felt their wounds open further in disbelief that this could happen again. Here are the questions and thoughts I have after researching her death. The FBI website states that Amanda was discovered on November 5th, 2001. Stephanie stated that Amanda was instead found on November 9th, 2001. Regardless of whether it was the 5th or the 9th, where was the accountability from her command? My husband is active duty military, and across all his units over time, accountability has always been present. On days where they are not required to come into work, they still must check in. If someone does not check in, that sets off a chain of events to locate that person. Where was the accountability? Why has her command not been held responsible? Why have we not read about the baby's father? Amanda had already been stationed in Germany for eight months when this happened and was four months pregnant at the time of her death. This proposes a few theories about the baby's father. If it had been a fellow soldier, wouldn't the army have this person's DNA? Military installations are completely different animals when it comes to an individual's rights. When we pull up to the sentries in the gate, if they say open the trunk, we open the trunk. We can't refuse this if we want to get on base and get to our home. Outside of a military installation, if a cop says open your trunk, we have the right to refuse. So if the baby's father was a fellow soldier, couldn't have DNA been easily secured? Even if the soldier had denied submitting DNA, his gear and barracks room could have easily been secured and DNA could have been procured, unless the father was someone in her command or higher up and had sway over securing evidence. Number two, it could have been a civilian. Contrary to what some may believe, civilians are allowed on base, though it's not as easy as just showing up and requesting a tour. Civilians can be sponsored on base through family or friends, or even if they're heading into an interview or doing contracting work. Further, many civilians work in U.S. military bases across the world doing all kinds of jobs. In fact, it's how many veterans retire overseas by using their ability to access that base's amenities and having a leg up for jobs in that area through veterans' preference. 
So if a civilian contractor or employee was regularly visiting on base and had contact with Amanda, this individual may have been the baby's father. Or Amanda could have gone off base. Amanda was 19 at the time, but the legal drinking age in Germany is 16. Could she have had a one-time fling at a local bar? Or just really click with someone without it having to be inebriated? Alcohol doesn't have to be the reason for sex. It's been stated several times that her parents look forward to being grandparents. Maybe she realized she was pregnant and had no doubts about becoming a mother. Amanda's cousin also stated that all of Amanda's belongings were still in her room except for her keys. Her car, however, was still there. If all of her belongings and car were still parked out front but the keys were missing, could she have had the keys to the home of the baby's father or her murderer? Was there maybe a picture keychain attached to the keys and the assailant thought it's easier just to take her whole set of keys and flee? Was there something attached to those keys that represented the assailant? Did she maybe use the keychain to find him off, injured him, and secure DNA onto her keys? I also say he, but there is no confirmation of the assailant being a male. It could have been a female. What motive could someone have for killing Amanda? While I think it's important to note that some murders are random, this one does not feel like a random one. Like I stated, securing base access is not that easy, but still possible. Why would a murderer decide they'd want to risk doing a random killing on a US military installation? If it's a thrill kill, it makes sense. It's very risky, you're in an area filled with trained individuals, I could see how committing a murder on an installation and trying to get away with it could cause a rush. However, I believe if this had been a thrill kill, this would have been solved and fairly quickly. The motive I personally believe is her baby. If the baby's father was having an affair or was someone in her command and higher up, a baby could have caused major issues. While this is common knowledge for many military spouses, most civilians don't know that adultery is actually a prosecutable offense under Article 134 UCMJ or the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Article 134 has to be proved by the government beyond a reasonable doubt in order to charge a service member with adultery, and a baby would secure that beyond a reasonable doubt factor, especially if one, or both, if there are two service members, are married to different people. Penalties for violating Article 134 include dishonorable discharge, confinement for a year, and forfeiture of all pay and allowances. Please understand that you may have your feelings on Article 134 and you're entitled to have those feelings. It does not change the fact that the assailant, if it was a married service member, might have realized their future would have been in jeopardy if this baby was born. If he wanted to continue his military career, it would not have been possible. As a civilian, he may have been limited in job search and benefits with that negative discharge haunting him. If it was the spouse of the adulterous service member, he or she may have committed the murder to protect their spouse or acted out in a fit of jealousy. Unfortunately, the Hanau Army Base was closed down sometime between 2007 and 2008. While researching this base, I found a Facebook group called Friends at Flieger Horse Casern and read some very disturbing comments. This group is made up of several thousand people who were stationed or otherwise connected in some form to that base. There are several comments that I took screenshots of, so bear with me as we go through them. One user asked if Amanda was the one found in the phone booth. I tried to find anything chronicling a death or incident in a phone booth, but came up short. Another person wrote, there were rumors a married guy did it. This individual wrote, I got to the dining facility in June 2002. There was a lot of issues in that kitchen and some of the staff that worked there. Someone said to find out who got her pregnant, to which another person wrote back that whoever got her pregnant was cleared along with the girl he was seeing. 
they apparently both had an alibi. Well, if this is true, has the father reached out to the family to offer condolences or maybe just some insight as to what could have happened? He's not obligated to, but I guess situations like this are so delicate, it's difficult to figure out how to proceed, especially if you were potentially a suspect. Michelle Baker Vineyard stated that they let key suspects, witnesses, and U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command personnel, PCS and ETS, allowing these individuals to leave base and perhaps disappear. PCS means permanent change of station, and it's when a service member executes orders to another base or location. ETS means expiration term of service and means the service member is free to leave the military or sign a re-enlistment contract. Marines and Navy use the term EAS, end of active service, instead of ETS. They essentially mean the same thing. It was comments after comments of things occurring in the DFAC, which is shorthand for dining facility, sexual assaults, and CID, which is Army Criminal Investigation Command, constantly dropping the ball in investigating complaints and allegations. I'm also aware that these are comments. They aren't necessarily the facts. I don't rule out the possibility of people lying and making up stories. Much of my research circled back to Vanessa Guillen, who was also murdered at an army base and her case was widely publicized. In her case, however, people took to the streets, they protested, and they demanded results and justice. Unfortunately for Amanda, she was across the ocean in another country, murdered a few mere months after the September 11 attacks. Did her murder get lost during the sea of pain and anger the homeland was feeling? Still, that's not an excuse for what happened to her, and it is certainly not an excuse for why, after two decades, her family is no closer to closure, justice, and peace. In fact, after seeing everything that's come out of the Fort Hood investigations, is it possible that the comments on the Facebook page are more than just made-up stories? Is there validity to what's been written? At a press conference after the Vanessa Guillen murder, General James McConville stated, Prior to coming here, I talked to Mrs. Guillen, Vanessa's mother, and I told her that we are going to fix these issues and change the culture that allowed them to happen. I told her we must and will provide a safe and secure environment for American sons and daughters that serve in the army. But when? When does this safe and secure environment begin? It should have been in place before Amanda was murdered. It may have prevented further deaths, including other unresolved murders. It may have even prevented Vanessa's death. Reflecting on accountability in the military, the best way to provide a safe and secure environment is not only to educate and prevent these situations from happening, but also securing justice for those cases that are still outstanding. This will only cement the feeling and belief of security by assuring service members and their families that if a wrongdoing has been done, there will be swift and loud action. Take the steps to prevent further situations and take the steps to correct what has been left unsolved. An article by the Texas Tribune also stated that Army officials announced a new policy which aims to ensure the military takes immediate action to finding personnel and place them under absent unknown status while they locate the service member. Something I believe should have been done years ago by a branch that considers themselves the best army in the world. 20 years, 20 months, 20 days. Any amount is too long to go by wondering who killed the loved one. If you have any information concerning Amanda, please contact your local FBI office or the FBI's New York field office, which is running point on this case. And please, help bring peace to this family.